Howdy, howdy. Howdy. And welcome to... But It Was Aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe paranormal lore of an otherworldly origin to uncover whether these events really did come from another world. We take it in turns to do most things in life, including hosting this podcast. And today I'm hosting. I'm Kev. Alongside me, taking those turns with no idea what's coming up, is Granville Moonwalker. Today, we are heading to the 13th of August, 1975, Alamogordo, in uh, Chihuahuan Desert, New Mexico. I'm so glad that's you pronouncing that. I was trying to pronounce it how it's spelt and then realised that you'd actually put how to say it next to it. <laughs> I knew that was going to trip me up, so I had to... I don't know that I've said this on the podcast, or I don't even know if you know this actually, but when I was little, and this is completely genuine, I had a speech impediment. My family thought that I had a learning disability. I used to go to a speech and language... Well, I'm really little. I used to go to a speech and language therapist and I used to get these um, speech cards to take home and read. And so I developed the habit to read things. I self-taught myself to read, basically. And I read things phonetically. So you hear me often on the podcast reading things Colonel. exactly as they're spelled. And that's because that's how my mind works, because that's how I learned to read. Ah, puts a new spin on Colonel Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jihauahuan. So now, I would be a terrible friend if I was to take the mick out of that and oh you crack on i take no offense laugh at it like down the line when we're doing podcasts but then i'd also be a terrible friend if i didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna opt for the second one (laughs) (laughs) fine choice sir yeah i used to say things like goshengeen instead of washing machine i was just rushing to get my words out basically but yeah, I needed to learn to slow down, but as a result, as I say, I taught myself to read through these cards and whatnot. And I can remember one of my sister, my older sister, sitting there reading them to me a lot when I was really little as well. Mm. It's a very nice sister of yours. Who listens to this podcast? You are a very nice sister of his. <laughs> so, to begin, I'd like to introduce you, Mr. Moonwalker, to... <laughs> So, whilst you're reading, I read that as I would like to introduce you to Mr. Moonwalker. Ah, (laughs) no, no, no. I would like to introduce you, Mr. Moonwalker, to 32-year-old Sergeant Charles L. Moody. Sergeant Mad-Eye Moody. Ah, great name, Mad-Eye. Is he going to have, like, some proper eye that's all out there i've got a picture of mad eye moody for you here before we do there's a few characters that like come to mind one of them is um uh, sloth <laughs> from uh goonies by the way his eye goes all mad not where i thought you were going and then um <laughs> what's the oh, What's the name of that professor in Harry Potter that's got the weird goggles? Oh, what's his, his name? Just goes like all over the shop. Oh, what's he called? It's the one that turns uh, 
what's his face into a ferret or something, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. Yes. And oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get his name, sir. I don't know what his name is. Mad Eye Moody. Oh. <laughs> That's his actual name. <laughs> oh, I didn't bloody know that. I don't watch Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, and he turns Malfoy into a ferret. That's it, Malfoy. Uh, Potter. 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 I say I don't watch Harry Potter. I've seen them all. Clearly you knew who this was. <laughs> you just didn't know his name was Mad-Eye Moody. When you said Sloth, I was thinking in your head you are going to go straight to Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> like, I'm thinking Sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> hey, you guys. Like, uh, I've seen them all, but I'm not that into it to know who anyone really him. is other than Snape. Um, have you got Hogwarts well, Legacy? have. Tell me you don't love that. It's okay. Whoa. Tell me you don't love it. That's what I said. I don't love it. You lie. I'm going to turn you into a ferret now. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the game to start off with, but then I've just not gone back to playing. Did you meet Harry or something? No. <laughs> I know he's not in it. Uh... Hey-ho. So, Moody was a no-nonsense Sergeant Airborne, a position in the Air Force also known as a Black Hat. Black Hat Moody. Which means that they're in charge and they train students. Moody was a teacher. A teacher of anyone airborne. Be that SEALs? Oh, oh, oh. Paratroopers. Delta Force. Maverick. Top. Gun. Goose, Maverick, Iron Man, Harry Potter, Voldemort, all the big dogs of the sky come under a black hat. Moody had seen it all and taught others to always be prepared. So I take it this is a real picture of Captain Moody here. This is me. Captain Black Hat Moody, or yes. Sergeant Moody, isn't it? Sergeant Captain Black Hat Moody. <laughs> Got to know he is already. Colonel <laughs> Moody, no, he was, isn't he it? He was a Sergeant Airborne. <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant Captain Colonel Moody. <laughs> Sergeant <laughs> Captain Colonel Moody. <laughs> Can't help but get his butt out in the sky. <laughs> I'll raise you two cheeks. Uh, it's going to be really hard not to call him Moody now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He's a dapper looking chap. He's... He, I don't mean to offend, Good but he eyebrows. looks like he's got one... Whoa, the size of that eyebrow. That goes <laughs> Massive, all the way around the it? side of his head. Literally does. That's not where I was going at all, but you're absolutely right. I was going to say that to me, brows. his left ear looks significantly larger than his right ear. But now I can't stop looking at his left eyebrow. It's almost it's like wrap. it's trying to turn into a pair of goggles. <laughs> Do you reckon someone drew it on and he had to sit there and be as sensible as possible? It was like an, an Air Force prank. Yeah. They'd do he things like a, that to each other. Dare. Yeah. And then has to go on the whole, whole day acting completely normal, not laughing and seeing if anyone notices. And it just happened to be picture day. <laughs> <laughs> that August 1975 morning, Moody was having a bit of me time and headed out alone to that desert to observe the annual Perseids Meteor Shower. 
It was about 1.15am. Moody's wife waited at home. Amongst the meteors, something didn't seem like it quite belonged. As Moody's magic eye focused in, Moody noticed a metallic disc amongst the meteors moving differently. Rather than falling, it was descending towards the ground. Once that glowing disc hit about 300 meters above ground, it stopped abruptly and just hovered there. If this thing was trying to use the meteor shower as cover, it had just effed up. Ooh. Oh, Mad-Eye Moody's got a keen eye here, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Can He's zoom in? Right place, right time. Or, or was he? When you said uh, a really? metallic disc, for some reason the first thing that came to my mind was the Silver Surfer. He was just surfing through the meteorist. Meteorite storm. <laughs> Meteor storm. Meteor storm. Captain Sergeant. Colonel Mooney. <laughs> I was going to say Greybeard Mooney. <laughs> uh, hook brow. <coughs> uh, I've choked you. Uh, old hook brow Moody. Bit rude not to take the wife to the desert, wasn't it? Mm. Left her at home. Could have had a lovely uh, bit of time he, together, but no. Nope. Me time, didn't he? Clearly, he needed a bit of did. me time. Maybe this hit. Maybe this was his way of putting her on mute. <laughs> Don't joke about that. <laughs> I got told off a lot for that Patreon comment. Uh, it was a joke, people. I didn't mean it. Moody. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> Moody estimated that the disc was about 50 feet long and 20 feet wide. So that's about a third the size of a passenger jet and just a little bigger than a private jet. Three parking spaces long and two parking spaces wide. Moody could see quite clearly that this thing was spinning rapidly and was accompanied by a high-pitched humming sound Suddenly, the craft started heading towards Moody. Closer, closer. The craft got to about 70 feet away from Moody before Moody snapped out of his awestruck trance. You have also included a picture here for me of this disc-shaped object. Now, is this Moody's sketch of the craft? Or did Moody explain this to someone and they sketched it? He explained it and they sketched it, I believe. So what this looks like is a American football yep. or rugby ball that has slightly hey been Ted. squished. So it's elongated a bit more. Yep. With three little balls at the centre at the bottom. It's got wheels, baby. Yeah, so if you imagine those as little wheels, you could just roll this along the ground. Mm-hmm. Moody... Being a Sergeant Airborne had seen some shit in his time. Was Moody going to accept a potential adversary force interrupting his evening? You bet your ass he was. Moody legged it for his car. Good man. As Moody scrambled for his car keys, he noticed a small window in the craft through which Moody was sure that he saw a shadowy silhouette of something human looking. 
almost. Moody turned the keys over and over, but the car wouldn't start. Moody's entire body went numb, possibly with dread, but suddenly the craft just took off, and just as it did, Moody's car started. Lost time, baby. That's going to come up, isn't it? Like, the moment he's going to find when he got into his car or when it started up, about five hours had gone by. And the last thing he remembers is trying to start the car. The disc shooting off is them dropping him back where he was. His He would have got probed. It's almost as if you've covered more than 160 cases of alien abduction at this point. Or alien visitation, rather, not just abduction. Some would say we're experts now. Some would say we're ufologists slash ufologists slash ufologists slash... Former MIBs. Paranormal investigators of sorts. Just put that on your CV. Paranormal investigators, extraterrestrial investigators. With EIs. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> when Moody got home shortly after and told his wife about his sighting, the clock read 3 a.m. Now remember, this had all gone down about 1.15 a.m. Moody was sure that these shenanigans hadn't gone on for an hour and 45 minutes. Moody, though, got on with life and went to bed. The next day, Moody noticed a pain in his back. This pain got worse over the next day, and within a couple of days, Moody's back, and indeed his lower body, had developed a large, unexplained rash. Abducted baby. Moody saw a doctor, and weirdly... The doctor recommended that Moody explore self-hypnosis to remember how he got the rash because Moody was clueless, but Moody did share that he couldn't remember his full night in the desert. A few weeks later, Moody would indeed begin piecing together his memories. I mean, it's very weird for a doctor to go from, I can't diagnose you, Go to regression therapy. Yeah, go get hypnotised. I don't feel like many doctors would go that route today. Not at all. I don't even know if many would go back or go that route then. I reckon... I know of one doctor who would. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon what he's done is he's laid down in the sand and he's got down and dirty with someone else. You think so? And he's got... He's got sand rash. (laughs) Oh, that's going to hurt. It's basically glass. Yeah. He's gone out and he's done the dirty. And he he came back with a rash and he wanted a good excuse to tell the wife. That's what you're going with. Mm -hmm. He's got sand rash. Mm. (laughs) Butt rash. (laughs) Oh, if he's got butt rash, then who's he been out meeting? If it's his back and lower body. Someone else from the Air Force, one may speculate. I just meant he could have been laying down. Oh, I was going for he was the receiver. Oh, no. I just meant laying in the sand. Well, we went to different places, (laughs) didn't we? Little bump and grind. (laughs) His butt was grind in that sand. (laughs) Left him with a butt rash. 
<laughs> I was about to move on to the next section and I just thought the way you said brash. Little brash. It turns out that that night, as Moody went numb, <laughs> two six foot creatures approached Moody. The creatures wore tight black clothes with no visible zips or buttons, so we can't rule out that they wore gimp suits. The creatures were hairless, had big heads, big eyes and small ears and noses. The skin colour was grey. Moody got out of his car and engaged in some fisticuffs with the creatures. <laughs> Moody lost. Moody lost consciousness. So Greybeard has also put in a picture here of some sketches of the six foot creatures that beat the piss out of Moody. <laughs> Smacked his ass. <laughs> now, there's two different artists who have sketched these. One of them looks hilarious. It's got a massive forehead and it looks like it could have been done by like a 10 year old. Whilst the other one looks really detailed, like simple, but detailed. This is an artist. This is a strong character. I mean, look at the ear. Look at the line from the neck to the chin. Look at the mouth, all in proportion. And I mean the picture on the right, not the one on the left. The one on the left's got the big four. So I've written a big note on the notes here saying, ignore the ones on the right. <laughs> <laughs> in huge red font and you've chosen to ignore that there's a huge red font that's underneath it massive my eyes didn't gaze that low but i had pictures of aliens in front of me the sketch on the list of like the frankenstein gray mars attack style mm. that is based on what moody saw whereas the one on the right is just a generic drawing of grays it's not based on moody's account okay hence why i said ignore the one on the right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be fair, the one on the left could just be a human with a bald head and a massive forehead. And I'll post that on our Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. When for he those does curious. ignore the pictures on the right, <laughs> I may not even post them. Uh, Moody awoke to find himself on the floor, presumably inside the craft, still numb, but also feeling as if he had weights on his arms and legs and was therefore paralysed. The creatures spoke, but their thin lips didn't move as they did. One, who Moody presumed was their leader, asked Moody, without those lips moving, if Moody was going to behave himself. Are we going to have to beat you down again? <laughs> Moody said that he would, and then the creature touched Moody with a rod. Ow. Moody was no longer numb and could move again. Oh. Rodded. So they uh, they were like, here's a paralyzer! <laughs> Basically, they've got a magic rod that can turn paralysis on and off, it would appear. Mm. They were like, are we going to have to beat that ass? <laughs> he was like, nope, nope, I surrender. <laughs> I give in. He didn't fancy it again after the first time. They were like, okay. <laughs> Took back the paralyzer! Six foot greys in black gimp suits with no hair. Mm -hmm. Are you fighting them or are you just accepting what happens? If they're in gimp suits, 
I'm probably You're accepting. No. <laughs> Cause there's a direct sexual association in my mind. <laughs> if, you a see a, suit. if you see a gimp suit, then I just think that's gonna be someone dirty after the case we covered for New Year's Day um twenty twenty three. It was New Year's Day, wasn't it? The gimps. Oh, I, I believe so. Or New Year's Eve, if not. Regardless, yeah, I've just got a sexual association with gimps in my mind that I want nothing to do with. So if if they come at me, I'm I'm fighting them off. I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm generally bro. a lover, not a fighter. But if if my <laughs> hole is at risk here, I don't want none of that. Each to their own, of course. But I'm swinging. I'm swinging for the fences. I'm trying to get my hands on that rod. I'm going to give him a hug. One of your hugs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Once Mr. Moonwalker's got his arms around you, you're not escaping. I'll make them cry. Like that friend of ours. Or I'll take them to Suplex City, bitch. Moody was taken to a white room where one of the beings told Moody, I will not hurt you. I'm sorry, I'm not trusting anyone that tells me they won't hurt me. We are not meant to hurt you. Okay, I'm definitely not <laughs> trusting them then. We're not meant to, but you know, we might. But we might. Especially we with shouldn't. that voice. <laughs> we shouldn't, but we could do if we wanted. But we won't. That's really but creepy. But we could. <laughs> really creepy. <laughs> oh, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> With that, Moody asked to see the engine room, and the beings surprisingly obliged. Odd. Moody would describe this room as made up of metallic rods and crystal spheres. The creatures explained that the craft utilised positive and negative magnetic poles to fly, and the beings also shared that there was a much larger mothership 400 kilometres from Earth. Interestingly, and to put it incredibly simply, spinning can be used to stabilise magnetic levitation against gravity, as was discovered in 1983, and many scientists do see electromagnetism as the secret to space travel, but we don't have enough information to analyse this craft further. The beings further shared that there were lots of extraterrestrial civilizations visiting the Earth, not just them. The beings then did the usual warning about nukes before advising that there would be a meeting with Earth in about 20 years or so. The beings finally promised to one day reveal themselves to all before explaining that Moody would, rem would not remember this for a while. They then took Moody back to his car where he watched them take off just as he originally remembered. No probing today, apparently. So we've got the word of some beings from another world saying that loads of beings from other worlds are visiting. Mm -hmm. So why do you think they are visiting? Are they taking samples here? Are they just trying to see what each one can get away with? Like they have wouldn't be international, would it? It'd be like an intergalactic space bet to see how intergalactic to see how close they can how close 
how close they can get to Earth and humans without being spotted. Or they're testing their technology on us. Well, they're not trying not to be spotted here, are they, when they've gone and picked him up and... Yeah, but I mean, they could be testing their technology. Maybe they're testing their technology to make people forget. Yeah, that's what I mean. Hmm. Like they're going down. I wonder if they'll remember this or their technology Yeah, to why implant. would they tell him so much if that's not what they were testing? They've picked him up for no real discernible reason because they haven't done anything other than paralyze. Maybe they were testing the paralyzer. Oh, Either that or the memory or maybe both. But yeah, I agree. Further than those two possibilities, it's hard to come up with any other reason as to why they were taking Moody. But even if you're testing the paralyzer here, literally just leave him there. <laughs> and watch him and see how long yeah. it takes. For it to wear off. Just stick up a stool. Can you move? <laughs> <laughs> and just test it. Keep paralyzing him and unparalyzing him. Maybe the aliens have got like an ethics committee though where they're... One paralyzer a day. Yeah, they don't like to be crueler than they need to be to folks less advanced than them. Okay. I mean, to them, yeah, could be like shooting fish in a barrel. So they have to apply to the committee Taking to get permission to conduct these experiments and they only got permission to hit him twice with the paralyzer. Or they can only use force when necessary. Like, if they're not a threat, they can't use force. And their higher-ups are looking. So when they're like, are you going to behave? And he's like, yes. They're like, god damn it. <laughs> we're not meant to hurt you. Exactly. But we could. If you don't behave. <laughs> going to be naughty for us. You're going to be naughty boy. Go on. Be pretty naughty. <laughs> we're not supposed to hurt you, but if you're naughty. Ooh. One of them is real creepy getting turned on by the fort. It's like just stroking his belly. <laughs> oh, do you want to be naughty, boy? Do you want to be naughty? Nipple, nipple. God damn it, Craig, leave him alone. He's being naughty. We're really sorry about Craig. We really didn't want to bring him, but we thought we had to. <laughs> but, but were you being naughty? It's another one. Moody went on to contact UFO researchers. No. And I'm not sure what happened to his Air Force career after he did this. A Charles McQuiston, one of the authors of the Psychological Stress Evaluator, would analyse Moody and claim that Moody's claims were fully true. Jim Lorenzen, however, would find some inconsistencies. Moody would at first claim that the mothership was 400 kilometers away, but in later accounts stated that it was 6,000 miles away, for example. Jim felt it unlikely that these details would change. That's a 5,751 and a half mile difference, let alone the measuring unit used. For reference, space is about 100 kilometers or 62 miles up. Moody also reportedly stated 
that the beings were strong when describing the fight, but frail when describing them working around the ship. Can you be strong and frail? If you have a paralyzer, (laughs) yes, you can. Maybe they had another weapon that made it seem like he was hitting them as hard as he could, but he was literally just tapping them. Maybe they hit him with the paralyzer to begin with, and he thought he was proper cracking them, whereas actually he was moving in slow motion. Yeah. And they just gave just gave him a karate chop to the head. Oh, you're being naughty. Be naughty again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Sorry. I was about to say this. Like you said, there's quite a lot of inconsistencies there, isn't there? Or, it's to quite, be fair, it's not just there's... like one or two miles off. It's 5,751 and a half yeah. miles it's off. It's not that there's a and lot of them, but there's they're glaring ones that are. To be honest, more than the distance, it's the fact that if you've got an account on your head, you, you describe it in one way, but then he's completely changed the unit of measurement as well. It's like me that, telling you that, that oh, I paid more... someone £10 the other day to take me from here to there. And then a month's time... Oh, I paid someone six million rupees to take me from exactly, here to there. Exactly, exactly. It's almost like You're he's like, trying to rehearse the what? story and has forgotten what he originally said. It's being naughty. Freaking naughty. But that's basically the story. There isn't much to go on in terms of other explanations. One idea is that Moody was doing something else in that desert. I think he was doing peyote seeing a little something something on the side or maybe dabbling some substances but just to be clear i'm not suggesting that is what happened some peyote and some booty i'm just suggesting that it's a possibility it's just as possible that this is all true and moody just went with a couple of beers into the desert to chill maybe he was sober we don't know this location is said to be a hotbed of UFO activity. And when we hear that, we always wonder whether military experimentation was being undertaken in the area. Sure enough, to the west of Alamogordo and the desert is Holloman Air Force Base, founded in 1942 and still operational at time of recording. This is the home of Air Education and Training Command. Basically, Top Gun. It's been a top military training and research facility for many years. This is the base that conducted spaceflight training with chimpanzees. Ham, the astro chimp, was the first great ape in space on January the 31st, 1961. Ham proved that tasks could be completed in space in timescales very close to those on Earth, and Ham would live until 1983, retiring to a zoo and a chimp enclosure in his later years. Holloman Air Force Base is itself not far from the largest military installation in the USA, White Sands Missile Range, which, by the way, was the site of the first detonated nuclear bomb, Trinity as part of the Manhattan Project. Holloman is also a two-hour drive from Roswell. That's drive, not flight. Roswell. Moody 
was an honourable sergeant airborne who had no reason to lie. But what if he did see what he saw? He just didn't see what he thought he saw. Ho, ho, ho. And I take it this is a picture of the... Uh, ham. Ham. I'm showing you a Astro picture of chimp. Ham the Astro Chimp. Yes. I had to explain Ham the Astro Chimp after I connected those dots. <laughs> um, What if he got into a fight with some... Uh, other soldiers and they beat the shit out of him and he was like, I'm going to have to uh, explain this somehow. So let's just say it was aliens. What if he went, and I'm not saying this happened, just that it's a possibility. What if he went out to dip his pork sword in another soldier's significant other? Ooh. And the other soldier got wind of that and took the squad out to... To mess with him. To sort out Moody. That would explain both the... The itchy butt. Yep. <laughs> maybe they covered him in something, and that's the only way. Or maybe he was, he be was able doing to the business it. when they arrived, so he got that sand butt, as you said, but then got his ass beaten to boot. Or not necessarily sand, but there's a lot of plants and stuff that are out in the desert. Maybe he rubbed up against one accidentally. Got and, a cacti uh, in his ass. Yeah. A couple of needles. Near his needle. And uh, ended up with a rash. But So you're not feeling the... Butt rash. You're feeling butt rash. <laughs> <laughs> you're leaning towards butt rash and you're not feeling that he saw some experimental military tech in the sky. I mean, it's possible that it could have been some experimental military tech in the sky. However, it's probable... Butt rash. <laughs> I don't know why I'm heading towards the lewd. That's just where you're drawn. But, yeah. Butt rash. Well, that's all for today's case. In summary, we've covered the tale of Sergeant Airborne Charles L. Mad Eye Moody. Hookbrow. <laughs> an honourable and trustworthy gentleman who went to watch a meteor shower in a desert in August 1975 whilst his wife waited at home. Amongst the meteors, Hookbrow would see a glowing disc with windows. Moody tried to flee the scene, but his car wouldn't start and self-hypnosis, as recommended by a doctor after Moody developed a rash on his ass... We may or may not have had that and lost some time. Would later help Moody to recall that he'd got into some fisticuffs with a couple of greys before being taken aboard. After being asked to behave, Moody was released from paralysis and was given a tour of the alien craft, including their engine room. That's a really weird thing. The... Yeah, although that's a really intelligent thing to ask to see, in my view, because you'd want to understand, wouldn't you? And maybe he had to take some information back. Good point. But the aliens gave some warnings around nukes and advised that they'd be back, but not in the next 20 years, before dropping Moody back in his car with diminished memory. They still haven't returned. That we know of. So at this point, you could call this a one-night stand. Author of the Psychological Stress Evaluator, Charles McQuiston, analysed Moody and felt that Moody was absolutely telling the truth. UFO researcher Jim Lorenzen, though, 
would note inconsistencies in Moody's count as told at different times. We wondered whether military experimentation was taking place nearby at the Holloman Air Force Base. Rest in peace, Ham, the astrochimp. Meanwhile... Do you reckon Ham goes Ham? Huh? Ham goes Ham. Yeah. Yeah, I got it a second time for asking. <laughs> Meanwhile, other explanations could include substances or an illicit meetup. Not to say that we think it was either of these, just that it's a possibility. Anything you'd like to go over, Mr. Moonwalker, before we conclude as to whether this one was indeed a one-night stand? Do we know what his higher-ups felt about him? No, this is, I've given you everything and more. There's no further details on this one. Did this go into the news or anything, or is it just... Well, I did show you a couple of newspaper snippings of the drawings and whatnot, but it wasn't, like, huge. It didn't go... Didn't go... Didn't go global, no. Global. One of those ones that's picked up every now and then, but there's not a huge amount of evidence to shit on my own parade i mean it's it's a really weird one like you would assume if a if a soldier of his stature was to come out and say that they saw something like that it would be much bigger than what it was mm, possibly yeah possibly so on that basis and maybe they covered it up and from lorenzen's account with the inconsistencies not only the distance but the unit of measurement as well mm-hmm. plus the rash mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> the <pot laughs> I'm I'm leading towards leading leaning more towards this being an illicit hookup gone mm. wrong yeah um not necessarily that he got beat up by someone else but who's to say that he didn't kind of sit on some to oh 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 maybe this wasn't a illicit hookup maybe he literally did just go out there to be on his own and like look at the stars but happened to sit on a plant that kind of injected some kind of hallucinogen in him Mm. therefore he hallucinated everything else that happened to him and that plant also gave him a rash I have no idea what sort of plants are in New Mexico, so could well be. I mean, I'm sure there's something out there. Like, doesn't isn't peyote meant to? I've never heard of peyote in my life, sir. You've used hallucinogens. It's, I think it's a plant found in the desert. I think. I'm not 100% sure on that. Well, you're you're more sure than I am there. <laughs> But yeah, may, or maybe he went out there and smoked some peyote or something and started hallucinating. Yeah, maybe he went out there to do something a little illicit, as we said yeah. earlier. So yeah, not necessarily um, an illicit meet-up, but maybe a reaction to something he did do and with a hallucinogen. So, hallucinogen. just to clarify, are you saying that it was aliens? No. I'm saying it's very possible that he believed it was aliens. However, whether it actually was, no, not aliens. 
I think the bit that sticks for me the hardest, well, actually, no, it doesn't stick for me the hardest, but something I found playing on my mind, both as I researched that and as I've recounted it to you today, is that this took place in 1975 and they said they'd be back in 20 years. Where are they? Maybe they have come back, though. Maybe they went back to the same spot to meet him and he wasn't there. (laughs) He forgot. Or... It was all a hallucination. Yeah, so... Drugs. Not drugs that he deliberately took, but drugs that he accidentally took. Drugs that were consumed in some manner. So on that note, I'm not saying that it was aliens either. So I have to stress, Moody is, by all accounts, a good and truthful man. But despite that... I did struggle to get on board a little bit just because all we have is one account. If this was me going to the desert, I'd have taken my partner or you, Granville, and I suppose maybe that speaks to who I am as Aren't much as it does Moody. Sorry? Aren't we one and the same? <laughs> well, we do like to take it in turns. But yeah, I'd have liked to have seen a little more here. For example, radar data, photos, other witnesses seeing something similar in the sky anything extra to back Moody up really I mean just going back one second to what you said about hallucinating unintentionally maybe he took something knowingly or otherwise and then saw that meteor shower and it started doing some crazy things mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe Moody didn't seek to profit and sort out researchers just to get the word out but as I say I just don't feel convinced meanwhile the lack of evidence also maybe suggests that this could have been military tech to me and if it is military of course there isn't military data to back this claim up moody knew his aircraft but he wouldn't have known next level advanced experimental crafts so to him that could look like alien technology moody may have seen something unusual and then the self-hypnosis colored in the lines of moody's memory still not sure which of one which of those explanations i'm leaning towards but i'm not saying it was aliens as i say and that those are my thoughts do you have anything to add mr moonwalker what if it was a experimental craft and he Hmm? shouldn't have been out there but he was so they beat the shit out out of him (laughs) and wrapped him up possible and they were probably wearing suits that were totally different to what they would normally wear to protect them from whatever they were trying hmm Possible. Could have been wearing bobsled suits. Black, no zips, onesies. Then how do you explain the butt rash and the bad back? Maybe they whooped his ass so much. <laughs> they whooped his ass. <laughs> and uh, as he tried to scarper, they were like pulling at his clothes to give him a good beating. And he got sand rash. Got sand in his vagina. Well, that is a wrap for today, folks. So thank you for listening to... But it was aliens! Ah! If you've got any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, you can find us on the Twitter... On the Twitter! At But It Was Aliens. Or if you just want to chat about the show, we have a privately public Facebook group connected to the But It Was Aliens Facebook page, and that group is called Extraterrestrial Towers. And may I just ask you, Mr. Moonwalker, did it feel good to be able to shout that again oh, after yes, your did. recent illness? <laughs> yes, it did. 
Extraterrestrial Towers is where we generally plan for our first contact with aliens. And at the moment, the consensus seems to be that we are going to show them Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. To be honest, it's more of a tent than a tower at the moment, but there is room for expansion. It'll be a teepee before we know it, baby! If you enjoy our nonsense so much that you want to hear what we make of... Excuse me. Hear us decide officially for the whole of humanity whether other paranormal cases really are paranormal using the most accurate scientific methodology well you can actually do that too if you head on over to a dark passage in the butt crease of the internet located at www.patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens you can sign up to become a patron of the podcast and as a thank you for helping us make this show we release monthly bonus episodes which we call side pros into those paranormal events we cover it all there mummies curses sexually problematic cryptids and maybe even hypnotic dogs you hear a lot of shows say this but this truly helps us to continue to do what we do and honestly it's such a bizarre feeling watching this podcast grow we're building a peculiar little community of positivity together but that is it for today though so until next time if nobody has come from the future to stop you from doing it then why shouldn't you do it the truth is up there hash tag oh.